Still in Queensland and in the wake of COP, batteries. They do all sorts of clever things with them at QUT. Josh Watts is the unstoppable bundle of energy leading that outfit. Watts. He's even got the right surname. Do you actually make your own batteries or just test other people's? We do both, yeah. So we definitely make batteries for sure. At the Advanced Battery Facility, we've got a vertically integrated battery fabrication facility where we do everything from actually making the materials, so value-adding to critical minerals to make cathodes, anodes, bits that go into batteries, and then we make the batteries across all sorts of different formats up to commercial grade to do that piloting prove-out process to support industry. And we also test batteries and big batteries as well, and we have a lot of deployment projects happening to build consumer confidence in energy storage technologies to try and support the clean energy transition. Is it just one battery or two batteries to test them, or do you actually almost manufacture them? We don't manufacture. We prototype and fabricate because we don't sell a product. So it's a lot of what we do is, is build commercially representative cell formats to test and prove out novel materials or, or test novel ways of building cells. And that capability is necessary to build a battery industry because without having that support R&D for industry to engage with and provide their materials to to validate and benchmark, they can't prove out their product and get something market ready. So it's a big commercialisation enabler as well. Because Australia's got a tremendous reputation making batteries and there's the University of New South Wales, the V, is it V8? Vanadium flow batteries. Maria Skarskazlakos is a legend in Australia for sure in inventing the flow battery in New South Wales. So... Flow batteries have a large opportunity in Australia to support renewables for grid integration. Flow batteries particularly lend themselves well towards large-scale, long-duration energy storage applications, and that's really what we need to support renewable integration into our electricity grids. That was years ago, wasn't it? It was. I think it was in the 80s, I think, when it was first invented. And the vanadium flow battery in particular has gone through quite a robust development cycle over the years. And so international companies and, and now actually Australian companies moving into the space as well that can actually make these systems for deployment. So there's a, a company in WA called Ultra. And then there's lots of international companies as well. Like, yeah, they've been around for a long time. I guess it's now just with the need for the integration of renewables that these large-scale long-duration batteries are really getting their time in the spotlight. And so we're really looking to, in Australia, demonstrate, test and prove out these systems to support integration of renewables. So if a battery turns up, somebody's invented a new one, delivered to you, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People definitely bring new batteries to us to, to do testing. And that's, that's a big part of what we do. There's a huge amount of global push to develop new energy storage solutions. And so inside that haze of technology, it's quite hard for consumers to divine, I guess, what works, what doesn't fit for an application. So we provide that service where we can take batteries, we can test them under different use case conditions and then provide to the client or, or the research partners or the consortium what is the best battery for what application and what actually works and what doesn't. It's quite interesting because I went to the launch actually in part of Sydney, Christopher Bowen's constituency. He was there and so was Ed Husick, the Minister for Industry and Science. The Gel-Ion battery designed by Tom Mashmeyer from the University of Sydney. Jelly, hence the Gel-Ion part. Have you had a chance to test that one? No, we haven't, but be very keen to do so. My understanding the Gel-Ion technology is a zinc bromine gel battery. And so we work with a local company called Redflow, who does a zinc bromine flow battery. So yeah, we would love to test some of those batteries and I've had a talk to them on a few occasions and, and hopefully down the track mm. um, we'll be able... The advantage, if I may just say so, is that because it's gel and because it doesn't have the problem of, say, lithium, where you have the chance of 
bursting into flames, you can actually have the gel ion batteries forming walls of buildings. And so the building itself becomes its own battery. Yeah, and that's where I was getting at before. With the, there's a diverse range of energy storage options out there and they all have their performance benefits in different use cases. So yeah, absolutely. That, that enhanced safety is a really good option to have for a battery, but it usually comes with a, a trade-off in energy density, for instance. So not really good for mobile applications where you need good power to wait. So we're still stuck with lithium for that. But lithium itself is inherently quite safe if monitored and the systems are developed appropriately. So if you've got high quality battery management systems, for instance, like you have in EVs, they're actually really quite safe. But yeah, for, for the gel ion technology and others like that, flow batteries included, yeah, there's absolutely so many wonderful things that you can do with these as far as incorporating them into structures. And that's absolutely the way forward for flow batteries and these other types of gel batteries for sure. Because when you get to these large scale installations, they actually become a structure themselves, like a piece of plant or a building. So yeah, yeah there's, there's heaps of really cool things you can do for sure. Tremendous. I wonder how many people know that Australia does so well. Now, Josh, your own particular line, what do you do apart from everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm the director of the Energy Storage Research Group at QT, and then we've recently got some support from the Queensland government to establish the Queensland Energy Storage Technology Hub, so Quest Hub, and that goes till 2027, and that allows us to further grow our support capabilities for industry and enabling that value-add piece to Australian critical minerals for batteries of which we have an abundance of, and to be able to build that value into Australia, capture some of that value locally. And that's really what we need to do is build that early scale supply chain so we can value add to our critical minerals and move into manufacturing of the battery products themselves. And it's really important that we move into that sovereign capability to be able to develop and manufacture these products onshore. What about your own particular love and line? I love technology, right? So what drove me to get into batteries, I guess, was in my... Even when I was doing undergraduate, I started doing engineering and it sort of wasn't enough. So I, I went and tried to find a nanotechnology course, um, which didn't really exist at the time. But Griffith University had a program called Photonics and Nanoscience, which I did back in, I think, 2003 or two or something like that. And then from there, I just developed a real passion for energy and energy storage. My father used to manage the Gladstone Power Station. So we've got a history of energy in our blood. Of course, there it was very important to have lots and lots of energy for the smelting. Yeah, absolutely. And now we're in a, in a position where we're really trying to, I guess, transition out of those coal-fired assets and move into more renewable energy generators and stabilising the grid at the same time. And, and that's really where batteries come into this. We can't have this renewable transition without batteries and, and big batteries, which are really important for the in intermittency of renewables like solar and wind, where they're not constantly producing energy. How big can they ever get? They can get quite big, yeah, yeah. So I, I, someone did tell me the other day what the biggest battery in the world was, and I forget what it is at the moment, but it was massive, and they're only getting bigger and bigger. So at the moment, it, it is very much lithium batteries that are growing, and you can just bolt them together, you know, in, in parallel series to get to the voltage and capacity that you need to get. So it's very handy that we're the world capital of lithium mining. It is, and, and that goes back to what I was saying before. We really need to move downstream from that mining and refining piece to start value adding and manufacturing processing the high purity chemicals that go into making batteries onshore so we can start actually moving downstream and because there's billions of, of value to be made for the country if we can do that and we can literally be a superpower in, in renewable energy space including batteries if we move downstream it's important that we focus in the right spaces i guess to make sure that we can be competitive we can be cost competitive is, is a big one as well with what's happening overseas with the inflation reduction act and other things we've got to really pick our battles i guess and make sure we do move in the right direction 
and ultimately get yeah, move into manufacturing the cells and the systems. And we do a lot of systems manufacturing and there's cell manufacturing happen as well for the flow batteries and lithium batteries. A company called Feline in the Gold Coast here in Queensland that actually manufacture lithium batteries. The only one in the country that currently actually does it. So we are moving down that way and we are starting to flesh out that downstream capability, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm. And the government really is stepping up in a big way, state and federal, to support this and make this happen. And it, it's the next gold rush, you know, for the world. There's a huge amount of value and economic prosperity for Australia if we can really lean into it and move downstream and start manufacturing products here. Not all Elon Musk. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, no, there's, there's plenty more room for everybody else to innovate for sure. And, and, and that's a really important part as well, that we innovate as we go through and do this. We don't just sort of copy and, and make the same products everyone else is doing. That lean on universities and, and experts and academics to try and value add through innovation as well and make better products, safer products, more efficient products, that kind of stuff, because that will then really give us that global competitive edge as well. Associate Professor Joshua Watts, Director of the Energy Storage Research Group at the Queensland University of Technology. So you see, the future is now. And Australia has the material, the R&D and the spirit to face the challenges with cheer.